Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to our program. This is the Magellan Show. It is Thursday, the 10th day of September 2015. We appreciate your being a part of our broadcast coming to you across the United States and around the world. I'll tell you, there are a lot of things happening right now, and we want to do our very best to cover all of this news today. Remember, you can catch us on social media, at Real Magellan. Also, uh, you'll find us on our on our podcast. We have podcasts uh, available to you for those of you who don't get a chance to listen to our program live. Our podcast is available on iqdcalls.com, as well as our own website, MagellanShow.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes as well. So lots of ways to connect with us, uh, and, I, and I do want to remind you of that. Our number, if you want to listen by phone live, is 646-929-0709, 646-929-0709. Don't forget, we do have a playback number, and that number is 712-775-7039. There is an access code Required and that access code is 327756-POUND. Again, that's 327756-POUND. Our email address, contact at MagellanShow.com. Wow, where do we begin today? You know, this, uh, this situation in Europe is, is getting out of control especially in certain parts of Europe, like Germany, uh, like France, as well as, uh, as other nations, uh, this migrant crisis. And if we're not careful, the media, the mainstream media, will spin this in such a way to where we will easily, easily be deceived into thinking that that, that this is uh, just another, another humanitarian crisis. Look, we are all for, uh, for supporting humanity in, in time of need and peril. We are. As a matter of fact, if you consider what has happened in Africa, especially in Sudan, over the past decade... It's quite overwhelming. There have been Christians that have been greatly persecuted there, not to mention extreme genocide. Extreme genocide in in that area. But that rarely is talked about, and it just kind of gets pushed under the rug. But it's so amazing, and at the same time, so frustrating and disturbing how 
the media, whether it's social media, well, especially social media, or mainstream news like CNN and even Fox and some of the other channels, how that they can can they can really zero in and push people's buttons, and they know what moves the heart, and they know what what moves the emotion, and that's exactly what they're doing with this migrant crisis. And what you'll find circulating through Facebook, through Twitter, uh, what you'll see on on the news channels, MSNBC, the the others, are these photo ops of these very uh, kind of sad, uh, heart wrenching moments where maybe you will have a, a, a migrant that. Is uh, is holding a child and and they're they're wearing uh, clothes that are, are are torn and and uh, and just you know they don't have any shoes on and and look I'm not making light of, of of folks in that situation there are those that are in that desperate uh, uh, that are in that type of desperate situation of course. But the overwhelming majority of the migrants now are young men to the tune of, of some are saying as much as three-fourths, 75% of the migrants are young men, what you would say kind of college-age men, you know, 18, 20, 25 years of age, strong, well-dressed, uh, certainly not... Uh, you know, not in a what some would deem uh, an impoverished state. So, what's the real issue here, and 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 why am I talking about this to such an extent? Because if we're not careful, we will see we will see what is happening what is happening over there. We're going to see it here. We're going to see it happen here. And that is very troubling. You know, like I said, you see the photo ops of these uh, of, of these various Syrians that are uh, in, in, in a desperate condition, but they're not showing the riots that are that are going on. They're not showing what's happening in Greece right now. And we'll have to post that video. I saw a video, watched a video last night where where these uh, young Strong men uh, from Syria and perhaps other places, uh, maybe posing as Syrians, who are taking over neighborhoods, rioting, throwing rocks, causing all kinds of disturbances, uh, going uh, going and, and just wreaking havoc. And the people in Greece, if they've not gone through enough, are saying, "Look, we don't know what to do because they are they are uh, they're causing." All kinds of disruptions because, see, here's the issue at hand, my friends. This is, I believe, uh, totally by design. And what this is doing is that this is going to, this is going to produce, sadly and unfortunately, uh, more violence 
more terrorism. Because of the intense radicalization that we find within Islam. And unfortunately, those that are coming from Syria, uh, very few numbers, only a, a small percentage actually are are the Christians that are fleeing uh, the, the persecution from ISIS. Most of them that are fleeing, I, I would venture to say, are sympathetic to that cause. And because Europe is not checking the documentation of these of these migrants, well, they can't prove that they're even from Syria anyway. Some are suggesting that they could be from other countries with, with sympathetic leanings towards ISIS, towards Al-Qaeda, etc. And there is going to be a problem. You're going to you're going to see all-out chaos. And, and, and we need to wake up. We have, this, we have this tendency, my friends, to feel that everything is always going to be, I mean, like everything's going to be just okay. Everything's going to be okay, and we don't have to worry. And look, I'm not trying to, to put fear in any of the hearts of, of you at all. And I know that no matter what happens, that if we don't have God in our lives, if we do not have Jesus Christ in our hearts, then none of this matters anyway. I, I get that. I know. That's my belief, you know. But what I'm saying is is that I've been to I've been to to Europe before. I've seen how how their society was just as stable as ours in the United States, maybe in some areas more. And that it as you look at, at, at the scenes uh, of what's going on in Europe, sometimes you have to take a double take and say, is that Europe or is that the Middle East? Because you just see rioting in the streets. And, and look, this is, what, this is what radical Islam produces. And there are many analysts, there are many that have, that have done research and their research findings suggest that at least at least 25%, one out of four that identify themselves as Muslim also would identify themselves as either uh, radical or at least sympathetic to those who, have, who are radicalized. That's a tremendously high number. And of course, in every religion, you have those that are going to, to have, you're going to have your radical Even Christians have radical groups. But it is an extreme minority. Extreme minority. But 25%, and some suggest it could even be higher than that. That is not a minority amount. That is a dangerous number. When you look at 800,000, that have come into Germany just alone, and that you could say, well, 200,000 statistically could have those kinds of, uh, of leanings. And you think we're insulated here in the United States? I know that's what we think. We have this what's called normalcy bias. What's normalcy bias? It's this, this, it's this uh, frame of mind that says everything is always going to be okay 
because we're America, and that's the way it's always been. And I wished it could be that way. Am I saying that everything is going to fall apart tomorrow? No, no, I'm not saying that. But it looks as though that the United States is going to start opening their doors wide open for these for these migrants. Now, we're going to break it down today and tell you why there's a migrant crisis to begin with. And we've talked about this a little bit into a little bit more detail. But I, I just want you to, to get a feel for, for where we're at. And look, the, the, the U.S.-Mexican border is wide open even now. So there doesn't even have to be any official uh, State Department declaration that says, you know, welcome all migrants from, from, from Syria and elsewhere. But from the Mexican-U.S. border, and I'm not even talking about Mexican immigration right now. I'm talking about these, which I would say probably the majority, terrorists that come up through Mexico. And we're already hearing about it. We're already hearing reports from Texas uh, and from other states within the United States suggesting that even now, there could be Islamic extremists in our country at this very moment. And you say, well, you know, it's a few in number. When you have groups that that come at you the way... See, see, we're not talking about a government that is coming... You know, uh, Let me back up. Well, we're celebrating, what, 70 years now? We just celebrated 70 years of World War II. And, you know, I just want to... If any, if any of you that are listening... Or World War II vets, uh, or veterans of any from any war, for that matter. I, I just want to thank you for your service and for your commitment to this country, because I know that regardless of the powers that be and the, and the politics that go on, I know that that you serve bravely. And uh, hey, it's not Veterans Day; it doesn't have to be. I commend you for your service and thank you for your commitment and your sacrifices. I do, and and I want you to know that. Uh, no matter what what the powers that be may do or may have done. But we're celebrating about 70 years since, uh, since World War II. And we had the invasion at Pearl Harbor. It was bad. It was terrible. We retaliated. Some would question whether the retaliation was... was uh, heavy-handed, but we're not even going to go into that today. Of course, today, Japan is one of our strongest allies. Who would have thought it? I mean, really, who would have thought that? But we were fighting a different kind of of war, though. A different kind of war. This is is a a war where, you know, you don't have, have the enemy in uniform. That that made it a lot a lot uh, easier. It's, it was more okay. We we get that, but the enemy does not necessarily have a uniform. But they have an ideology. Now, are the powers to be aware of this? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But you have an enemy that is not putting on a uniform from any particular country. And that's what makes it so dangerous. I was actually just watching, and I, and I did not even have time. I did not even have time to post this. Did not even have time to post this because we were about to go on the air. But in Sydney, Australia, which has really overall uh, been peaceful, a uh, peaceful city in, in, in Australia, uh, hasn't had to deal with a, with a lot of things that we've had to deal with here in the States or in, and especially not in Europe. But there was a movie that came out just uh, recently. I, don't e- I didn't even catch the name of it, but I'm going to try to... Uh, I want to try to post this uh, this news story. It was put out by uh, by Britain First, which is a conservative uh, political organization uh, out of uh, out of England that put it on. They've got a Facebook uh, social media presence, and actually, uh, it, it's it's a big organization, uh, Britain First, really trying to get out uh, the word about uh, about what's going on uh, with our. Uh, with our uh, declining society, societies uh, in, in, the Euro- in Europe, in the United States, and, uh, and we may have actually have someone from uh, from their uh, from their media outlets actually be a guest on our program, uh, all the way from uh, from England. But uh, they had posted something. They had posted something. Uh, that took place uh, just from Sydney, Australia, and there were a hundred Muslims that were in the streets that had organized a protest. And it was supposed to have been a peaceful protest. When you watch this video, it's going to show you what a hundred, what a hundred people can do, even with riot police. And they were upset demeaned or had allegedly demeaned uh, Islam. And they were writing and th- there was, there was, I mean, it, it was, it was out of control and it caught the police by surprise. I mean, finally they subdued the situation, but it was out of control. I mean, you could even, you could see fear in, in the eyes of, of that reporter who was reporting it. And that's how, how, how serious it was. Just a hundred people. Just a hundred people. And, and the, you know, the, the, the Muslim population is not very high in, uh, in, in, in Australia. But there's a hundred people. Now look, clarify, for those that are, that are saying that I'm being very politically incorrect, look, I have met some wonderful Muslim people, and I have actually met some that have 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 demonstrated unparalleled business ethics and want nothing more than to live a peaceful life. That's why I said it in this broadcast: three fourths, three fourths of of Muslims. Now, when I say Muslim, I'm referring to those that 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 are practicing Islam. And they come from all different uh, nationalities, racial uh, and ethnic groups. I mean, you have you have them. I mean, uh, uh, some are, are black, some are white, some are 
or Middle Eastern. Okay, I, you know, but but the point is is that that this is very disturbing when you have this this kind of of these kinds of numbers that that are radicalized. And it's this kind of, because see, it's not enough to just everybody have their own way. And that works in, and has worked in America with every other religion. You know, and that should be the libertarian way. We're spending some time talking about this today because I want you, I want you to understand this because I'm afraid that very soon, what I just saw in Sydney, what I just saw in Greece uh, on video, and we're going to post that to uh, Real Magellan on our uh, on our Twitter feed, and you'll see it on MagellanShow.com on our website. I'm afraid we're going to see that kind of activity here in the United States of America because things are being set up even now for that to happen. I said this is by design. I believe it is. And what I mean when I say by design, well, that that the conditions that the conditions were such that the conditions were such for for this to take place. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Prepare yourselves, my friends. Prepare yourselves. So much news to cover. We've got a lot of headlines today. We're going to try to to get to them. This is the Magellan Show, 646-929-0709. 646-929-0709. I want to get to a few articles right now, if I can. U.S. Intel says ISIS reports watered down. Dozens of U.S. Central Command or CENTCOM military intelligence analysts. This is from WorldNet Daily, a very trusted news source. I'm a very major, major player in alternative media. Uh, Military intelligence analysts have filed a complaint with the Pentagon alleging their superiors altered their findings on ISIS and the Nusra Front in Syria in order to make the terrorist groups appear weaker than reality and then sent these watered-down versions on up the commanding chain to the White House, to the president, the Daily Beast reported more than 50 analysts were making the complaint. Fox News, meanwhile, previously reported the Inspector General of the Department of Defense had been alerted a few weeks ago to claim to the claim and had launched its own investigation. Several individuals speaking to the Daily Beast, however, said they actually complained as far back as October. Their reports were being altered to reflect a weakened ISIS and specifically to show the Obama-driven airstrikes against terrorists in Syria were actually proven successful. So we're not getting the full story, which is no surprise. 
we rarely do. According to the Jerusalem Post, Middle East uh, News, Russia, Iran sending uh, military forces to save Assad's regime. Assad is the leader of, of Syria. And the goal by the West is to, is to topple the Assad regime. And that has been the goal for such a very long time. For the last two or three years, we've been hearing about this. Assad's got to go. Assad's got to go. He's a villain. Just like Mubarak. Got to get Mubarak out. Got to get Gaddafi out. Got to get all these guys out. So we're, we're, trying, we're seeing this, this regime change here. Well, he's not, he's not being top, toppled over. He's not being ta- you know, taken out very, very quickly. And so what's happening is, and I talked about this two years ago on my program. I said that Russia is is an ally and that they will defend Syria just like any other ally would, would, would defend their ally. And so they're sending military forces to save the Assad regime. But the West desperately wants Assad out of there. Now, you do the math. You do the math. The United States wants Assad out of there, president of Syria. Now, what does the Bible say? Now, some of you listening to this program might be atheists. Some of you might be agnostics. Some of you might be of other religions, although a majority of you listen to this program, I believe, are, 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 are Christian and read the Bible. But we welcome all of you that listen. And, uh, you know, so my point is, and I've been saying this for the last two years, is that when you read the 17th chapter of Isaiah, and it talks about Damascus, which is the capital of Syria. It says that Damascus would be no more. Read it. That's what it says. And in the, the old King James, it said it would become a ruinous heap. In other words, a heap or a pile of dust. That's interesting that it would use those words. That, that, that it would be destroyed to that level. And when the Bible prophesies something, it comes to pass. Jesus said, when prophesying over Jerusalem, he he said, hey, there's not going to be one stone left upon another. And sure enough, in 70 AD, there or thereabouts, Jerusalem was destroyed. The Bible and its prophecies always come to pass. Now, now some would say, oh, well, you know, this prophecy in Isaiah was for another time. There's not one other time in history where Damascus was destroyed. Jerusalem, yes. Damascus, no. Damascus is uh, arguably the oldest capital in the world. And there's a lot of history there. Paul was on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians, and that's when Jesus Christ came 
and changed his life, but said that it would become a ruinous heap. In other words, just a heap of dust. That's the future for Damascus. That's what the Bible says. And so now you have you have Russia, you have Iran, as well as other nations potentially, but, it, but if nothing else, Russia alone, that says we're going to stand up for Assad. And I'm not demonizing Assad here. I'm just saying that that's what Russia says, says they're going to do. And the United, says, the United States says, uh-uh, we're getting rid of him. We're getting rid of him. And I'm not even going to go into the reason why they want to go, why, why, why they want to take him down. And you can read between the lines there. But look, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. And we're talking then about a war between the United States and Russia over the fate of Syria. Maybe we have just heard too much news. Maybe we have just been uh, just desensitized because this is all we hear. And we're not taking it seriously. We're not taking it seriously, my friends. We're talking about two of the biggest superpowers in the world. And and, and we haven't even begun to talk about China and how China, for the first time in history that we know of, came within like 12 miles of their... We're not talking about some Chinese fishing vessel We're talking about a Chinese Navy vessel that came within 12 miles, 12 miles of of U.S. airspace when Obama happened to be in Alaska talking about climate change, et cetera. Some believe, and I tweeted this last night, this video you can watch. Watch that video. Go to Real Magellan on Twitter or just go to our website, www.magellanshow.com and click on that link on the Twitter feed that says the real reason why Obama went to Alaska. But you see how things are are shaping up here and it's it, it is it's incredible guys. It's incredible. 646-929-0709 is our live number. We will be back in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. This is the Magellan Show. And we are back. Thanks for standing by, guys. Our playback number is 712-775-7039. The access code is 327-756-POUND. Okay. We want to shift gears here for just a moment. And uh, for those of you that would like to participate 
in our last and final uh, contest, then uh, obviously we would ask you to press one to get into this uh, into this queue. We're going to ask a question. We're going to ask a question, and if you are the winner, if you are the winner, then you will win 25,000 IQD or Iraqi dinars. So good luck to to all of you, and uh, hopefully uh, we will get a, uh, a winner uh, on the, on this program. Pretty excited. We, we want to congratulate, actually, uh, our winner, uh, Myron, uh, I believe uh, I believe that was his name, uh, who won, and uh, he's he's very happy to win, and so uh, we're always happy when we can when we can do things like that. Uh, it just you know it just makes things a lot more fun and a lot more inter- interesting to be able to do stuff like that. So uh, so definitely uh, uh, keep listening because you never know when when we might actually uh, uh, do another giveaway. Hopefully we'll be able to do it uh, again sooner rather uh, rather than later. So we're going to do this, and we'll get back into to the news. And this is the Magellan Show, www.magellanshow.com. Okay, let's go ahead now. And uh, I see... Uh, Okay, so we're going to go ahead and do this right now. So for those of you that want to get in, if you want to participate, please press 1 and I'll get the first the first caller. Press 1 now. Don't be shy. Okay. All right. Good morning or good afternoon. Uh, this is the Magellan Show. We welcome you to uh, the program. Um, uh, what's your first name? Hello. Somebody really worried about Tanya. Hello. 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 Well, I see someone has pressed one, but uh, apparently they're having conversations of their their own. Okay, um let's go ahead now and uh and uh, go to uh go to the next one on the uh on the switchboard here. Yes, good morning. Are you there? Good morning. Okay. Our second caller. Okay. Um, well, hmm. let's try this one more time. Good morning. Are you there? Having some issues with the switchboard. Tell you what. All right. Well, we'll just move that on till next week. Uh, I don't know why people are pressing one and <laughs> don't hear anything on there. 
Oh, wow. Well, anyways, we'll get to that next week. Let's get a little bit back into the news, shall we? Uh, it's a lot of serious news. I, I know that. But we have to, to know what's going on, my friends. And let's look at some other top stories for today. Some other top stories. France says that taking all refugees would be a victory for ISIS. Uh, that's that's obvious, and uh, we agree to that. The mainstream media would not, but but we do. It's very difficult, but if all of these refugees come to Europe or elsewhere, then uh, then they've won. This is according to French Foreign Minister Laurence Fabius, and indeed it would. This is immigration jihad. Or still, Obama is considering bringing thousands of these immigrants here, adding to the already growing army of ISIS recruits in America. In February, the Islamic State warned us that we would send a half million Muslim migrants in psychological attack against the West. And back in May... Uh, there was a report that the Islamic State was making a fortune uh, smuggling Muslim migrants into Europe. And back in July, uh, we were also warned that hundreds of ISIS members plan on infiltrating Europe together with masses of refugees from Libya, Syria, and, and Iraq. And it's happening. And the media uh, is fictionalizing what is essentially the invasion of Europe. And this is an invasion. We are being invaded Okay, it may not look like Pearl Harbor where they're um, dropping bombs on the on the ground. Okay, a little little different way that they're doing this. These are different kinds of wars, my friends. Different kinds of wars, but it, it's happening. It's happening. It's an invasion. So before you. Before you fall victim to the to the media and their push for your sympathy, and I realize there are those out there uh, migrants who are truly in a, uh, in a in a in a saddened condition right now, in an impoverished an impoverished condition, and, and I am aware of that. We must not ignore the fact that so many that so many want to to use this to infiltrate and to get into the West so that they can wage war and jihad because they want the they want the Islamic flag to be waving everywhere across this planet. That's the goal. And if you think that's not the case, then you're living in some other kind of of world here. Seven years of near zero rates have failed to create an econ- economic recovery. Shifting gears here, here a bit. Yes, yeah, some are saying that, uh, that these low interest rates should have sparked the economy, and it hasn't. So what's going to happen when they raise rates a little bit? There's something to think about. That's the big question right now. Things are changing everywhere. Uh, you know, it's 
it does make me wonder what will happen when the rates are raised a little bit. U.S. oil producers are already planning for the worst in 2016. This is according to Reuters. I wish I could give you some some positive news. I do. I wish I do. I could. Um, but th- this is the news. Some of the largest U.S. shale oil producers have already begun slashing 2016 budgets, with some planning double-digit reductions starting next January. The latest sign low crude prices are forcing a radical adjustment in the industry. In all, North American oil companies should cut their budgets by as much as 15% next year, this according to uh, Barclays and their estimates there. We're seeing a a, a total breakdown in our society, in our economy, uh, here and in Europe, and it's and it's uh, quite disturbing and quite overwhelming. Now, let me say this. Some of you that are listening to my broadcast, I, I just want to, to put some things in perspective right now. I know that many of us are are wondering what may happen this month. And I believe that there could be some some major shifts in political policy, economic policy, uh, for for a number of reasons, and some of those could be on the heels of some very uh, disastrous events. And I pray that those don't happen. Many feel like we could see uh, some some strange activity uh, over the next few days and weeks. We did a broadcast a few weeks ago talking about CERN and how they are now ramping up CERN to full capacity. And, uh, I mean, that's another broadcast in and of itself. That's happening. Uh, The Pope uh, is coming to the United States and will be uh, really pushing his agenda very strongly. Uh, We know that uh, this weekend uh, marks the end of the, the Shemitah year. So there are a lot of events that are going to be unfolding uh, over the next month or so. But I just want to say that even if we do not feel the full brunt of these, I don't want you to let your guard down just in case it doesn't all happen because this is this is how this works many times, is that you will you will think that everything is okay. So let's just say that September uh, passes and nothing major happens this month. And perhaps we, and I'm not saying that, hey, things could go out of control tomorrow. But let's just say that we get into October even. But then everything's still okay. And then come November, all you know what breaks loose. So I'm saying this again. I'm just trying to capture your attention here. So that you understand, you understand that that we have to keep our guard up at all times. And as these as the, as these events transpire, but to always be ready and have a game plan. 
U.S. recession looms as wholesale uh, as wholesale sales tumble more than inventories. This according to ZeroHedge.com. Recession looms. Well, that's not entirely a shock to us, but the wholesale inventory sales ratio has now been stuck deep in recession territory since January as the malinvestment boom-driven deflation beckoning dream of if we build it, they will come, inventory surges, smashes into the ugly reality of peak debt-based lack of consumption worldwide. Inventories dropped a tenth of 1% in July, notably lower than the 0.3% rise expected with the biggest drop since May of 2013, but worse still, wholesale sales tumbled 0.3%, missing expectations of 0.1% rise. So inventories dropped quite a bit, quite a bit, missing expectations, and this is a serious matter. And it makes me wonder what's next, what's, what's over the horizon. In political news, Hillary had an event, you know, they're on the campaign trail, and this is making mainstream news as well, not just alternative media, but not exactly a packed house for for a Hillary Clinton women's event in Columbus, Ohio, just a few hundred people at best, such a low turnout that they had to adjust the the positioning of the cameras in such a way to where people watching on television wouldn't see that most of the conference center was bare, was lacking something very important, people. This email troll for Hillary, and it appears that her campaign is in a tailspin. And her competitor, or, you know, really the only other candidate that's uh, viable at, at this point, or at least showing uh, strength in the Democratic Party, is Bernie Sanders. And he's overtaken Hillary now in Iowa. He has a decisive and commanding lead in New Hampshire, which will be the second of the primaries. Uh, but the Iowa caucus, which will be the very first and, and will set a major tone, he's now, just by a little bit, but he was way down before. Now he's leading her. Uh, he's at 41 and Hillary at 40. This according to uh, the university poll. And, uh, wow, who would have thought that? And we're just beginning to see the fallout from that. These numbers could likely go down for, for Hillary. Now on the Republican side, Trump defends himself on slam of Serena's appearance. Now, if you haven't been watching the story, Fiorina, Carly Fiorina, is the uh, the only female Republican candidate in the race. And uh, he's being criticized because of what he said about her. He said, look at her face. That was the quote. Now, some are, are asking the question, what did he mean by that? But a lot of folks are saying that it was a derogatory comment uh, suggesting that uh, that she's 
not the most attractive in his opinion. Well, I never really took her to be an unattractive, uh, unattractive lady. I mean, uh, well, I'd say Sarah Palin probably has her beat and, and looks. I mean, hey, Sarah Palin is a pretty good-looking uh, female politician. But, you know, I don't know. I really don't know why Trump said that, but it's stirring a lot of uh, a lot of rhetoric, which I think is what he wants. I think that's exactly what he wants to happen. That way people are talking about Trump, whether it's good or bad, they're talking about, we're talking about it right now. But he didn't just go after Carly Fiorina's appearance, the female GOP presidential candidate, but he also went after after another candidate, uh, Ben Carson. Now, I have followed Ben Carson for a very long time, even before he even had political aspirations, because of his outstanding achievements in medicine. Now, now Carson has taken a very, uh, a very, uh, I wouldn't say soft approach, but because I believe that 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 you know he he and his advisors are are also following this race very carefully. But but he has taken the high road on a lot of these issues and has not come out swinging. He's strong in his point, just like he was when he challenged the president on Obamacare. He wasn't yelling and screaming, but he just very calmly, and that's just the way he works, he lays it all out. But Trump has criticized uh, Ben Carson and, and this one really, I mean, this one really is, is unbelievable. He says, I, I think, he says, I, I think Carson is just an okay, probably an okay doctor. That, that was, that was his, uh, that was his comment. I'm trying to find, here we go, here we go. Carson attacked Trump, uh, this is from the Washington Post, guys. So, the, the business mogul also struck back Thursday at his closest presidential rival. And that's because uh, Carson is just right behind Trump right now. He came after retired neurosurgeon Ben Carson as the war of, of words between the two continued to escalate. And Carson attacked Trump in unusually sharp terms yesterday. See, this is why all this is happening. There's only issues at stake. Carson said yesterday, in so many words, that uh, that he questions uh, uh, Trump's. Uh, and, and, and I don't have the exact quote, but he was questioning his uh, his his religious convictions uh, and his and and if he was truly a conservative, and he wasn't. He wasn't sure. He had some doubts about that. And and that's what Carson said. So Trump comes back and fires back at Carson because Carson was questioning uh, his, you know, religious uh, convictions and his uh, conservative principles. And Trump fires back and says that Carson's uh, energy level is uh, not where it needs to be. And he played down his medical accomplishments, saying that he's an okay doctor. 
And I think that was probably the most amusing part about this because Carson is a world-renowned for having, and I don't know if, if Trump even had a chance to read this, like Carson actually separately conjoined twins attached at the head and they both survived. And that was not his only medical achievement. Um, I mean, he's a world-renowned physician. And, uh, but, you know, it's just incredible how these guys go after it. But part of this is Trump's strategy, and it has worked, you know, just saying these outspoken things. The question is, will it give him all, will it give him and reap him the benefits going from this point on? As we move as we move forward, can he continue to use this type of uh, of strategy uh, of of saying these very making these very abrasive comments? Will, will it continue to work for him, or is he going to have to really get in and knuckle down and talk about some major policies here? Well, truth well, truth will will come out uh, as time as time goes on. We'll find out. Because right now, according to an ABC News poll, Donald Trump hits highest support yet in national polls. And other news, uh, the Kiwi uh, Aussie uh, markets, uh, well, especially their currencies, the, uh, the New Zealand dollar and Australian dollar, uh, both took a hit in overnight, uh, our overnight, uh, their day, uh, and uh, that is due to the fact that, that New Zealand cuts uh, interest rates. Now, if you follow the markets, you understand what a death cross pattern is. It's the way the moving averages work, and there's a lot of technical information, but when you hear that word death cross, it's referring to a market trend, and it, it appears to be uh, very ominous, very... Uh, very troubling to many financial uh, analysts where we could be headed uh, market-wise. Following that story and see how it plays out in the markets, you can check out the article by going to our website, MagellanShow.com, or clicking on the link at Real Magellan. We've got issues going on, financial woes in Brazil. Uh, the markets are struggling to to, well, they're not even in positive territory at the moment. Let's see where are we at right now. Actually, we just moved into positive territory uh, on the Dow. Uh, just not by a significant amount, but we are seeing some positive gains at the moment. Breaking story here. 19-year-old uh, accused killer escapes from Arkansas jail, officials warn. This coming out from CBS News. Bring it on this story here. This is out of Camden, Arkansas. Suspect in the murder of an Arkansas grocery store manager during a December robbery was on the loose early Thursday after escaping from jail. This report from CBS Little Rock affiliate KTHV TV. The Washtenaw County Sheriff's Department was searching for Austin Hill 19, who was considered dangerous. Hill was behind bars on charges of capital murder and aggravated robbery. 
in a Richard Ander, uh, in an in of Richard Anders, the manager of Max Grocery Store in Camden. So details were offered on how Hill got out. A $2,500 reward being offered for any information leading to his capture. 2500 I think that should be a little higher than that. I mean, this we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about someone who is who has escaped for alleged murder. Our our system. Wow. Lots of news that we still haven't covered. Japan got some flooding over there. Floodwaters in Japan force people onto their rooftops to await rescue. This according to the Associated Press. It's a big deal. Check it out. MagellanShow.com Check out that story. Okay. Well, we're just about to wrap up here, and uh, we appreciate your being a part of our broadcast. Remember our playback number, 712-775-7039, access code 327-756-POUND. Thank IQDCalls.com for posting our programs. Also, we are on iTunes. Don't forget to check us out there. Just type in Magellan Show and you will find us. I hope you have a great weekend and make it a good one. We appreciate your listening. God bless all of you. And until Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, this is Magellan. Oh, and by the way, by the way, just want to remind you that uh, a couple things. We'll probably do another big picture uh, in the next uh, few weeks, so uh, stay tuned for announcements concerning that. That's uh, our uh, special Sunday night program that we do from time to time. We we did the last one there uh, just a few weeks back on CERN, and you can go back to our archives and listen to that. And uh, we do appreciate your listening. And remember also that we are... Uh, Really, really wanting to get on uh, on FM AM radio. I I have uh, two offers, and uh, one that we're looking at in uh, in Kansas City. We want to get on there. Help us do that. Support what we're doing. Go to our website MagellanShow.com. Click on the donate button, and help us to expand what we're doing. Our reach. Well, God bless you. Remember. God is in control. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Until Tuesday, this is Magellan signing off. Have a good one, my friends. Bye-bye for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.